Welcome to the Live to be Remembered podcast, where you'll learn the most effective tools for leaders, communication, and how to succeed at a high level. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to another episode of Live to be Remembered podcast. Corey, happy birthday. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. How y'all feeling? Hey, man, I feel good, man. You know what I'm saying? My anniversary was yesterday. Uh, 13 years married. Been with my wife for 20 years total. Okay, um, you know what I'm saying? And, and, you know, and then my birthday today, you know what I'm saying, 35. Mm. But I was told I look like I'm 28, so I'll take it. That's and, and that's where I'm at. I feel real good. I'm blessed, man, that God allowed me to see another day, another year. Because uh, a lot of, you know, a lot of people I grew up with didn't make it this far. So I'm very thankful for that. Mm. Praise God. Yeah. Um, I, I'm pretty well, man. I'm just trying to pivot through the COVID. You know, COVID crazy up here, man. So I'm just trying to dip and dodge and just stay home, bro. Other than that, man, you know, just like Corey, man, I'm thankful for another opportunity of life, man. So yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm feeling good. Feeling good, man. How you doing, Willie? Well, he froze. Hey, let me tell y'all, man, I lost, I lost 11, uh, eight pounds, man, in a week. Yeah, I've been doing five miles. I've been trying to, I've been getting my five miles in every day. And I had a goal to lose two pounds a week till I hit 185. And uh, I lost eight pounds my first week. And I, that's no carbs. I cut out a lot of carbs, uh, soda, sugars, and all that. But tonight I may match that up because my daughter taking me to celebrate my birthday. Uh, but I'm gonna have to walk that off, but yeah, I'm down eight pounds, man. I feel real good. Hey, man, praise God, man. Running five or walking five? I do a little both, a little both. Yeah, yeah. I get, I get about 1,100 steps in a day. No, no, 11,000 11, steps a day. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. The, the guru has spoken. Ah. Yeah. Yes, sir. And my back hurt, my shins hurt, everything hurt from doing all this running, but it's only just making me better, so I won't complain about it. But, Corey, you um, you inspired me, man. I'm just like, man, he doing it. I got to do it, too. I don't even want to get on the scale. I just want to surprise myself when I do step on it, so I don't even get all on right. it right now. Hey, I, I just said I want to get to 185. I, I'm, I'm at the biggest I've ever been in my life. You know what I'm saying? 185? You, you trying to go back to high school? Uh, college. You know what I'm saying? Oh, okay. I, high school. Okay. High school is 155. I was a buck fifty, soaking wet. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I still, I still want to have enough power to throw somebody around if I need to. You know what I'm saying? So I ain't trying to lose too much. But 185 will do. All right. Well, make sure you do some squats because we don't need your upper body bigger than your lower body. We don't need that. Hey, I'm not even lifting weights. I'm doing all cardio. I ain't doing no weights. Yeah. Oh, that man do some squats. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what you saying? My, my legs ain't finished downloading or what? That's what you telling me? <laughs> A man telling another man to do some squats is crazy. Hey, yeah, you I know just saying. Hey, I mean, you know he walk around with his with the chest all big and his legs looking like, you know, Little, little stick, stick figures. Hey, I don't know. Sometimes, man, I guess some of the comments they swing one way, 
And I want y'all to know, whoever listening, ain't nobody on here, uh, no Fruity Pebble or no, no Pop Tart or nothing like that. You know what I'm saying? Ain't, ain't, ain't no whipped cream or no marshmallow puffs or none of that. You know what I'm saying? Hey, we ain't no killer, but don't push us. You know what I'm saying? We boys. That's all that is. So don't get this twisted. Oh. And I ain't got nothing against whoever you, what you do, who you are. I'm just saying, we ain't that. <laughs> this podcast is about to be canceled. <laughs> Hey, coming for us, bro. I'm like, what you son? <laughs> hey, anything that I say is not in re- it's not uh, a representation of will uh, live to be remembered. None of that. That's my disclaimer. What I say, I'm responsible for it. Y'all hit my line. DM me. Corey, you know oh, that he, he already in there. After us, bro. They come after he you. Already in there. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> I want to talk about. What Corey just said. To be honest, man, I, I was really thinking about that whole anti-Semitic with, with Nick Cannon being able to express himself and because uh, we do have a freedom of speech, you know what I'm saying? And it seemed like although we had a freedom of speech, we're not free from the consequences of the speech that we've been given the freedom to have. And I just think, man, because we don't own enough platforms, major network, television networks and stuff, we got to tread lightly on what we say. We can't really express ourselves without being considered a bigot or racist and stuff like that. But my man, all my man simply said in so many words was that there are a lot of white people who are racist, uh, you know, and that the black and the Jews suffered a lot of oppression and stuff at the hands of white individuals. And he was saying that we are the real, we're the real Jews. And they didn't like that. You know what I'm saying? And so they came after and they canceled this show. I'm talking about that show been on the network for 15 years. We don't have no other black television shows currently like that. And for my man to be able to speak up on his own YouTube channel Hmm. and they canceled him after 15 years Hmm. because they said he's anti-Semitic. He was, you know, he is self-hatred because of what he said. It's like, come on, man. Y'all don't want the truth. This stuff, they, that's all it was. And and so they let my man go. And so for me, I feel like we need to start dominating networks. You know, BET was owned by a black dude. Guess what? They sold it to the white to the white guy. So we don't even own BET no more. Mm. I don't know what y'all feel. <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm kind of mad because that means I don't get to see DC Young Fly, B Simone. You know, like right. I'm used to seeing. Bring that in here, here boy. Right? Like pause, right? Of course, pause. Right? As, as Saquon always says. But I mean, bro, you're right, man. I feel that, you know, um, yeah, you do have freedom of speech, but you only have true freedom of speech when you have ownership. Right? Absolutely. I love it. Ultimate freedom of speech. So if you own something, like for instance, like, you know, a lot of people post things on YouTube and it gets taken down. Um, and I was talking with um, John, literally, um, before I jumped on the call. And he was like, yo, coach, they took down, you know, two of my videos. I'm like, bro, that's crazy. So it's like, yo, what if we had something called BlackTube? You know what I'm saying? Like creating these platforms for us individuals to be able to put our stuff on there and speak how we want to speak and feel how we want to feel. Because the true fact of the matter is if you don't have no power, if you don't own anything, then your true freedom of speech is not freedom of speech. Period. So that's the way I, I see it right now. But I love I love where this is going, bro. Definitely. Yeah, but mm, 
That's a tough one, man, because I, I feel like we do need our own network, but I also feel like it's, it's, it's who you are. Because I feel like if Dave Chappelle said that, wouldn't have been an issue. I mean, clearly, he have y'all seen his new one? I mean, he's the only stand-up comedian that has done something since the pandemic. And, I mean, it was about everything. And his video, I mean, his went viral and everything. So I, I feel like, uh, I don't know what to feel with, with his situation. You know, we know <laughs> Dave Chappelle been doing it for a, a minute. And he's been saying all kind of stuff in his episodes and, and, and series. But he doesn't own anything, but you don't see them canceling none of his stuff, you know. And, I mean, he's saying, he's saying nigga and all that stuff in his shows. And, it, and this ain't HBO. It's just a regular network. But, I mean, if you watch his documentaries, he went in and said, he was like, hey, wait, y'all telling me I can't say this, but yet I can say that. So he kind of knew how to how to guide his way in, in using everything that he's doing. But that doesn't take away. We still do need our own platforms. But it's like, even though we have people that have our own platforms and be able to have the freedom of speech, I guess the question really is, Will they still allow it to where, you know, like we know we got, uh, um, what's his name? Tyler Perry. Like he got his own studio. Like, you know how, you know, Puff Daddy reached out. You would think, you would think that he would, and he had his own studio. So the question to me, if, if, if he doesn't reach out or he can't go to his, his brand, why, why not? I mean, we have to, I mean, it's there. So why is he reaching out saying, hey, like, come come this way versus P. Diddy doing it? Is he doing something wrong? Is he doing something, like, you know, because I know if I had my own my own brand and, and doing that and a core of my boy and all of a sudden, you know, he just get his, his show counsel, I'm going to be quick to be like, hey, come join mine. Why not? So I don't know, man. That's 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 man. That is really tough. I just feel um, Nick Cannon is a special case from a Dave Chappelle because Dave Chappelle came up with that act already in place. So coming up on Def Comedy Jam, um, you already have that act in place to where you grow yourself to people already expect that out of you. Nick Cannon started off on Nickelodeon, which was a white platform basically using him as a golden child. And as you continue to move forward with, um, I think, what is it, America's Got Talent, one of those uh, NBC shows, Nick Cannon has always been a, I'm not gonna say a white person's nigga because I don't wanna put him in that type of category, but he has been looked at as white people, as somebody that can bridge the gap with black people to say, okay, we have one of y'all come over here. And when Nick Cannon begins to speak his truth, a lot of people don't wanna hear from Nick Cannon because a lot of white people expect Nick Cannon to not say anything like that. They don't expect him to preach that type of, of type of, uh, they call it hatred, what we call it is truth. So when somebody like that of that aspect begin to say it, white people feel like they're starting to lose control because 
Nick Cannon is one of the first ones to do it. If you watch Hollywood very closely, a lot of people don't have movies anymore, not because their acting has become bad or their comedy has become bad or their music has become bad. It's the fact that they stepped out and they said things on these platforms to where Hollywood shuts it down. Um, people were killing um, Monique years ago, and now people are starting to look like Monique was right. But the fact is that when you're a person of that statue that white people start to to um, put you on that pedestal, there's just certain things they don't want you to talk about and certain things that they don't want you to say. And that's one of those things they don't want you to say, because it, that means they have to look at themselves differently. And that's one thing white people don't want to do is have to look at themselves differently to educate themselves to say, hey, the way that we think is wrong. Uh, here in our uh, community, um, they painted the streets in racism now. And the comments on there are horrible because they're not thinking about the message. White people are just thinking that the fact that we have to begin to look at ourselves differently because they're right. So what way do you say that we're not right? Say, hey, this is a, um, a public street that we pay taxes on, take that off. Because they don't wanna educate themselves to say, hey, we're wrong in this scenario and black people are right. So Nick Cannon is absolutely right in what he's saying. White people just don't want him to say it. They don't mind the people that they expect to say it. They don't want him to say it. That's, that's major facts. And I want to just go, you know, add to what, what you were saying, you know, reaching out, uh, Willie, about Tyler Perry reaching out. We don't know the position Tyler Perry in. We know that he owns his own studio, but who does he answer to? And then not, not only that, he may not want to associate himself with Nick Cannon and what's going on with what Nick Cannon said because he can run the risk of losing something himself. So a lot of times we think a lot of people need to step up and say, oh, we black, we identify with one another, we look the same. Let me just come on and invite you into my world. And it's like, wait, I don't need you to come over here bringing that, that heat that you got into my world. You know what I'm saying? I'm getting along with white, black, grizzled gray, whoever it is. And Nick Cannon, you can be a bad look for me. Now we already know Diddy's been in the media like crazy. Diddy's taking a lot of risks. You know what I'm saying? Diddy, Diddy is that guy. So I can see how Diddy will open up for or reach out to Nick Cannon, Revolt TV. It's a whole different platform than Tyler Perry. You know what I'm saying? And I think Nick Cannon would fit Revolt better than he would rocking with Tyler Perry, personally. But I love what my Trey said. There are some people that can get away with this, and there's a lot of people that can't. And Nick Cannon said, I don't have to defend myself in this situation. This is what I said. This is what it is. But there ain't no hatred. There's no bigotry or no malice in my heart. But I'm not going to apologize for speaking my truth. And that's what they want to force us to do. You're going to apologize for speaking your truth. And in your truth, it exposes who we really are. You see, a lot of people don't dig deep enough to really figure out who their opponent is and how their enemy moves. And Nick Cannon, those ones, he's going to study that stuff. You got to look. He works for NBC and all this. These are all white-owned uh, net networks. He know how they move. And the thing is, he says stuff that they don't teach us in, in history books in school. He just called it out. And so I think for that, man, yeah, we have freedom of speech. But how free is it? And that's why Cat, it goes back to what Cat did in the NFL. This is why my man was kneeling. Not only because there is killing on the streets, but they're trying to strip us of our voice. Like, they want their narrative to be our truth, and their narrative is not our truth. And so when you got somebody on the, because if I say it, guess what? They can't cancel nothing because I don't have nothing. But Nick Cannon said, 
they make a big deal out of because of his platform and how many people watching and following him. And they don't want Nick Cannon to infiltrate the mind of those and wake people up. So they say, we got to quiet this nigga down, make an example out of him. Because Mel Gibson did some stuff way back in the gap too, but he's still working. They didn't fire Mel Gibson. They just, they just dug into him a little bit. But they're going to fire Nick Cannon from the network. And I'm like, he got ownership of that wall and out. So whatever his contract say, he can take Wallen out and go to revolt and blow up 10 times bigger because of how they try to do him at this other network. But no, we can't let nobody create our narrative for us and, and that be our truth. No, speak up regardless. And uh, that's the important thing, Corey, about being a creator is even when somebody else don't want you anymore you still have the opportunity to go somewhere else so for nick cannon that is an outlet that he can do where he can get ownership of while and out and take that to another platform but if you look at um, also somebody like steve harvey um he's been canceled by some white people sometimes because they didn't want that out of him they replaced him on a, a few shows that he was on but Steve Harvey is a creator to where he can continue to go other places and do other things. But just going back to somebody like Monique, who was just a comedian, who was not a creator. And, you know, most of the time she was on somebody else's uh, line when it came to doing stand-up comedy shows, always in somebody else's movies. She wasn't writing movies, wasn't directing movies. So if you're not a creator, then people who control you or people who give you opportunities basically can control whether you do from there if you're not be if you're not able to create. So luckily for Nick, he's a creator to where this this just a bump in the road to him. He's not he shouldn't be worried about it. If you can make Wild and Out go for what 13, 14 seasons, you can do pretty much anything without the help of, of some other people. And Diddy's gonna take care of him. And that's what I love about our black culture right now. We're taking care of one another. Um, but yeah, that's why being a creator and not just relying on other people is, is definitely a way that black people need to, to learn how to do. That goes back to the nine to five entrepreneurship talk. That goes back to just a lot of things, just being owner, having that ownership and that creatorship to be able to not um, barricade yourself behind somebody else's opportunities. That's good, bro. And, uh... I, I'm a firm believer, man. Like, you know, a lot of people, when they say, you know, um, and we hear it all the time, I got a business, I got a business, I got a business. The true fact of the matter is, if it's not registered, it's not a business. So because you don't have a business, you don't have ownership. You see what I'm saying? So you can say what you want, how you want to say, but at the end of the day, if you're doing business then you have to do business, and this is why it's so important, as my Trey said, to be a creator, right? Because we're all men of God on this call. And we know that, you know, God was a creator. You look at the six days and he rested one. He was creating, right? And, you know, it's just amazing how when you create something and you have somebody work for what you have created, right? And, but it's a different level to it. So we know that God was the CEO, but Adam was the, was the employee to be able to handle the business. And likewise, you know, um, you can't stop nor shut anybody down 
who has created something because they have full ownership and it's their rights to it. Again, going back to Nick Cannon, no matter what they do to Nick Cannon, it does not matter because he is a creator. He knows how to navigate through this. Same thing with Steve Harvey with Family Feud. Oh, you can't talk about God on here. Okay, peace. No problem to me. Same thing when he was doing um, Steve Harvey show. Fox canceled him. You know what I'm saying? So it's not about um, talking about ownership. It's about actually having ownership because you can't pass down a so-called business to your, to your legacy when you don't have it registered. You see what I'm saying? This is why it's so huge about ownership. Like everything that we're talking about to all y'all that are listening, ownership is key. Now you may be saying, well, you know, uh, Corey, Trey, Willie, Quan, like I don't have anything registered right now. That's okay. We're not telling you that it has to be, you know, an overnight process. But what I am saying to you is that at some point you have to make the reality real. It can't no longer just sit on paper, right? So I believe that, you know, for me, I'm thankful that I'm able to have my freedom of speech the way I can use it. So whether, you know, it's my podcast, it's my platform, but here's the crazy thing. I don't own the people who actually put the podcast up. So again, that's that kind of mindset, just thinking, okay, what if something was to happen? What if they, what if they said, okay, well, you can't talk about God on this platform. Even though we're using, using the platform, catch what I'm saying? Even though we're hosting our podcasts on these platforms, is the platform Black-owned? And I guarantee you it's not. So if it's not, it's like, yeah, I have my freedom of speech, but how long do I have it for? See what I'm saying? So this is why it's so important to think outside the box and start doing some research. Like, okay, what are other platforms who I can upload, you know, YouTube videos to? You see what I'm saying? Like, and these are the things that us as a people need to come together collectively and start thinking about, you know, even phone services. I I never heard of a black phone service company until I looked on um, Facebook the other day and I seen somebody have a nice box, all of that. I'm like, bro, like, this is dope. Like, yo, black owned phone service i'm like wow but again we don't our mindset is gucci jordans and true religion and levi's not understanding that we don't own none of that (laughs) at all you know what i'm saying so it's always just about going back to my trade was saying being a creator you know create creativity is key of course along with implementation and consistency so yeah man go ahead willie i seen you about to pull the trigger fam Man, I was just I was thinking about that um that episode with with uh with Killer Mike, man, when he went and got the cell phone on when he was in Atlanta. He was like the phone was nice and everything, but you know, knowing that it was a black owned business, it didn't have a lot of towels. So so even so it's like it, it's so much behind the scenes stuff that yeah, I can have a I can have my own black owned business as a cell phone place, but yet I still gotta have towers for people to ever have service. So who owned those towers? It ain't us, you know? Cause I mean, and it's not that we probably don't think about it, but it's just like, that's one more extra thing that if I have a business that I may not, I mean, beyond be real, I may not be able to afford to go put towers everywhere else like I want to, because now I'm putting out more than what I'm getting in. Because if I go put 20 towers out and I only got five people with my service. But on the back end of that, it don't matter how many, I can have five people. I just got to think outside the box to where 
they need to be using my towers. So AT&T, Verizon, Sprint, all of them coming to me to ask, can we use our towers? Can we bounce our service off of your tower because it's in a place that we don't go? So it's, it's, it's so much on the back end, man, that we just I, – I just I don't know if it's just education, but it's more of just getting a better understanding. Because I'm going to be honest, like right now, I don't even have a, a full, complete understanding on how the industry works. It's kind of like, you know, people that's, that's rappers. Like when they find out, you know, how to be their own – and not pay the middleman and pay this man. I could just produce everything. Like I couldn't understand. I was I forgot who it was. Um, man, he's a good he's a good artist, and he does everything. I'm talking about from from his lyrics, songs. He played every instrument, and I was like, oh my goodness. Like he just he his own band, and he writes songs. And, and he was a neurosurgeon. He stopped being a neurosurgeon just to do music. I was like. Okay, but like I said, he figured out there was so much more because even as a black doctor, you working for like I'm, he's not his own practice. Like as a doctor, I have to work on millions of people, but I can have my own facility. But like I said, even though I have my own facility, who, who I'm still working for? Like as a doctor, do I make my own schedule? Do I, you know, like you got to put it, you got to make an oath. And I think that's what it is. A lot of people start a business or can do something and they don't make an oath. They don't make an oath to say, hey, I'm in this to serve people. I'm in this to, you know, change lives. They say it, but they don't make an oath consciously in their heart. And I think that's what end up happening. And then you get, you start, you know, like, like Corey said, like how much of it is really free, even though I get to speak it. But it's like, it's like, like in court, like they say, hey, you better be quiet or I'm going to condemn you in court. They're like, how you going to say, like, I can't speak? Like, you get, you, get to, you get to determine what my fate is because I'm speaking in court and that's my, one of my amendments. Like, you get to just say, contempt. I thought I get to have freedom of speech. So, I don't know, man. We need, I don't, we need to change the amendment. I just think... I Freedom of speech is only free until it exposes uh, somebody else. You know what I'm saying? And that's, and that's what we're up against. And of course, there's a lot of different moving components to it. You know what I mean? We have to come together. We have to have some solidarity for one. We have to jump into community pools where we get to say, for example, all of us on this call said we're going to put $300 a month into a community pool. We stacked it up for a year. We give ourselves one goal. Let's do it for a year, $300 a, a, a month. You know how much money we have at the end of the year if all of us do that and then we can start buying up stuff? My, my, my guy just bought his own internet server. He bought his own internet server. So all the people that he was working for who had the internet servers and uh, making money off of him, he said, I'm taking all my people and I'm transforming, I'm putting them on my own black server. He has his own internet server. He bought it. It cost him dough, but he did it. He's like, Corey, I'm going to put you on my server. You can operate off of what I got going on. I'm like, that's live. Now we can start making moves and we can post what we want to post without it being taken down. And that's the people that you got to connect with and move with. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people don't have the financial means to do it. But what are you doing to help change? If you ain't got the finances, make connections. If you ain't got the finances, network with people that do have it. Like, 
We can't sit here and complain about stuff that we ain't doing nothing about. Nick Cannon got kicked off the show. What can we do to change that? You know what I'm saying? Who do you know? Who are you connected with? And that's, I think, the way we got to move because that's the only way we can really uh, exercise our amendment with this freedom of speech is we do it on platforms that we own. Because as long as we speaking on somebody else's platform, we're limited to what we can say and do. And that's just not fair. White people say some of the craziest stuff all the time. They don't cancel their shows. They don't say they bigger, a bigot or none of that stuff. Oh, he's exercising his, his uh, amendment. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought we was, I thought we both sh shared that liberty, right? But maybe we don't. So yeah, I feel sorry for not Nick Cannon because financially he's straight. He's still on other networks. I feel sorry for the uh, DC Young Flies and the B Simones. Now so B Simone may need to go get that nine to five and get a dude with a nine to five. Nah, she ain't making that dough on while now. You see what I'm saying? But I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna touch that. I'm just saying. Um, be careful what you say, because you never know. I mean, no, they're not responsible for what Nick did, but it's a direct effect and impact on them because they work with Nick. See what I'm saying? And Nick can't put them on another platform that he don't own because the networks he worked for don't belong to him. So, man, I think that's the biggest thing, just, just connecting if you can, you know, back to the financial uh, networking. And let's see how we can make this change a little bit more. Hey man, um, and I'm a firm believer of, of what you're saying, Corey. Um, everything just goes back to like what people saying, you know, um, that, 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 that power method, um, and just basically connecting with people who have different services, so that way you can be able to give the service to your community. Um, and you know, so if you're looking on social media and you see Facebook, if Facebook were to shut down today. <laughs> many people will be done. We already know that, right? So it's all about just trying to figure out if somebody who has the genius inside of them that can say, you know what? Let me create a platform for my people. Let me create a platform for my people. If anything ever to happen, they can be able to get, you know, speak freely how they want to and not have to worry about anything happening to them. Because again, right, freedom of speech is not freedom of speech without ownership. You have to have ownership. And we live in a world of ownership. It's either you don't have, if you don't have ownership, shut up, do what I say. Kind of like what she homegirl said to LeBron, shut up, dribble, right? Kind of one of those things. So it's just like, if you don't own it, you can't say anything about it. Why is it just the NBA? How come we can't turn it into the black NBA, right? Like there's so many different things that we can do with so much revenue that we can be able to make these moves happen. But what I feel is that, of course, you know, like, like Corey always says, um, black people are the greatest th threat to black community or black owned businesses. And it's the truth, right? Um, <clears throat> literally, um, these uh, Facebook groups, man, um, I, I posted one thing in it, Corey. And, um, literally, they, they said I couldn't post it. It was right within the guidelines of the group. I'm like, oh, okay. I, that's what we're doing. All right. No now it's just like, okay, like, Will, we have to own more. That's like, well, I don't um, So that's just one of the things that I'm definitely um, just keeping in mind, man. Just be a 
creator create something and own it. Well, let me just say this. Let me ask this question. What would be the actual steps to somebody who's listening to this right now to create ownership? What would be those steps? What, what, do, what do you guys have to say about that? Like, if somebody's listening to this right now, they don't own anything, what would be those strategic steps that they can take to actually say, you know what, that makes sense, Willie. Let me go own that. Let me, let me, let me, let me, put, the, let me put my ducks in a row to be able to say I own this. What would be the steps? Well, I don't know the initial process. Y'all probably can help them with that. But I would say the first thing is own who you are as a person. Like I said, going back to just Nick Cannon, um, he built his personality off of not what he said in that last um, interview. So a lot of people didn't like it. But if you already build your platform and your brand, off that at an early stage to where people expect that out of you, you wouldn't have a problem. I, I know for a fact the white people where I live that expect me to talk a certain way. The black people expect me to talk a certain way because it's in my personality, it's in my brand, I own who I am. And a lot of people, they switch up once they, once they get to a, a certain you know, level. Um, I'm, I'm a big fan of the, the, the singer Jojo and she grew up singing pop music. And then once she got grown, they started to realize that she truly was an R&B type of, type of singer. And they didn't like that she wanted to make that transition. But if she would have made, made it from the known, from the rip, that, hey, this is who I am. This is how I sing. This is my platform that I want to use it away. Then, it, then she wouldn't have had no problems with a record company trying to buy back her rights to her music and, and be gone for 10 years without giving us an album because you didn't make it clear from the get-go who you were and what you're all about. And I believe just a lot of people don't, don't make that clear from the gate. Like I said, Dave Chappelle made it clear from the gate. He's going to say nigga. He's going to talk about racism. He's going to do all these things. He, he made it clear from the jump. And there's just a lot of people who don't make who they are clear from the jump. And then once you reach a certain level, you got to start explaining yourself why your thoughts change. But to you, your thoughts ain't changed. You already believe this. But the way that you've given yourself off, people expect something out of you, and they didn't expect that out of Nick Cannon. So when it comes to owning something, you got to own who you are first. Okay. So own who you are first. What's the next step? Talk to him. Talk to him. Let's go. <clears throat> Give him that fuego. I would say, I would say, piggyback off that is just accepting, accepting the fact that you would need to go do your own research to know more when it's time for you to stand on something when you get questioned. Like, you know, like if they say, you know, because you can have your own stuff, but it's like, you know, being a doctor and not knowing CPR. Like, you got to do your own work and everything because if you don't have anything to stand on when things go south, like, it's not going to look good for you because you ain't did your own research. So once you did what Montre said, you got to do your own research um, and accepting the fact that there's going to be some some things that's going to come across your plate that's going to happen that when you own something, you need to know the, it's, it's kind of like, like you said, you need to know your momentum rights. Like, you need to know your rights on what you have to stand on because 
they can come at you and approach you with something that you'd be like, man, I ain't know, I, they just tell you anything and then you'll just fall for it because you'd be like, wait a minute, like, do I fall for that? Do I, do I get to a point to where do I know what they're saying? Or they just said telling me anything and I'm just falling for it. So you gotta have something to be able to stand on. And to do that, it's like me being a speaker, like I'm a speaker, I just can't speak from just my experience. I gotta do research and learn and keep myself up on what's what's new. Like if I don't know what's new and I get on this podcast and I ain't know what happened in they can, I'm gonna be like, what kind of person are you? Like you ain't even up to date on what's going on. Like you still working on stuff that happened 10 years ago. So I want to say get get the get the knowledge by learning more once you accept everything that comes with owning everything. Hmm. Yep. <clears throat> yep. Build yourself, knowledge. All right. What we got? What we got? Talk to him. Uh, yeah, so I think, you know, uh, investing in yourself, making the right financial moves. First, you like, you got to do that. Educate yourself financially, make the f- right financial moves. A reason a lot of us don't own a lot of nothing is because of we, we misappropriate our funds. You know what I'm saying? We don't do right by our money. We throw our seed away and we don't put it in great soil. And then we don't reap a harvest of nothing because of what we've done with our seed. And so I feel like, you know what I'm saying? You get with like-minded individuals who has a, a, a money flow coming in because money don't solve money issues. I'm just say that right now. It doesn't, right? It doesn't solve it. Um, you got to be educated and you got to have like a real financial goal. It's all mentality and what you do with your money. Because a lot of people think if I get more money, I'll be more financially stable. Now, I can give you a million dollars right now and you will still be broke because you don't have a financial plan. So I think if we put a financial plan in place, execute that plan and actually have a plan because a lot of people get a lump sum of money and they don't know what to do with it. They don't have a plan to execute. So they end up blowing this money and they back in the same position they was before they got the duck. And so I feel like, man, like investing in yourself, putting your money in the right places, uh, building yourself up, you know, getting that platform and build from, you know, a foundation from the ground up. Don't jump on nobody else's platform if you don't have to. Because at any moment, you say something or they don't like you, they get mad or whatever, they can snatch you right off of. But if we can economically change the way we do things, the way we uh, push our money and the place we put our money, I think we'll go a lot further. Because, y'all, listen, we did it. We had Black Wall Street. We had doctor's offices, lawyer offices. Uh, we, we had, some, you know, car. We had everything at that time. Because people's mindset was different then. Everything wasn't a competition. It's like, how can we collectively work together to change the face of the black community? And you don't have to be black to do this. You know what I'm saying? You can be whatever color. Um, If you feel like you oppress, if you feel like you don't have a platform to be able to speak your mind and and do what you want to do and how you want to do it, I'm talking to you. So financially, get yourself set up. Start putting that money away. Again, Let's break it down to simple math. If you have a product and you want to hit them six figures, say you sell 55, for $55, you sell 28 products a day for a whole year. You'll hit your six figures. You got to sell 28 products a day 
at $55 a, uh, per, per sale. If you say you want to, you know, do 100, you know, $100, you only got to sell 10. So it's just all about how you break it down and how you look at your money. And I think we can change the stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. You got anything, Quan? You good? Yeah, I just want to read uh, two things from the Bible real quick from Jesus himself. Right now. Uh, so give me a second. Y'all still hear me? Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, you good, bro. All right, about ownership. It says, uh, I'm 50% of Duce and it's debt free. I'm 100% of Ace of Spade worth half a B. Rock Nation, half of that, that's my piece. 100% of the title to bust it up with my G's. Mm. And he goes on to say, you run a checkup, but they never give you leverage. Right? That's one scripture. Now let me read this one. Where is it at? Okay. And you pawn all your chains and they run off with your masters and they took it to Beverly Hills while we still in Calabasas. And my head is scratching because that is backwards. That ain't right. Lucian is cool, but Lucian don't write. Doug ain't this tight. So what is we selling and what is we making? Is what Jay-Z said in two different songs. Mm. Hey. Bro. Man, I wasn't no Bible. That's my Bible. Hey, man. <laughs> yeah, I, I knew you I knew you wouldn't have that in your Serato. Yeah, yeah, I didn't need that. <laughs> but no, of course saying something, man, that, that kind of question. Like when we had the, the the Black Wall Street, I wonder if anybody know the blueprint. Like, what is the blueprint to something that was already created? Like, how can we get back to it? And I think one of them said was, you know, not competing. But besides not competing, we know that's the thing. But what is the? I want. I, I wonder if there's somewhere in the book that has the blueprint on how to get back to what we already did before. Hmm. I really because like you said, I remember someone said, just because you burn it down, I can rebuild it because I got a blueprint. Like you can you can burn my house down right now. I can I can rebuild the same house because there's a blueprint somewhere already. Hmm. So they burned it down and bombed it. it has, there's a blueprint somewhere. And it may not be in a book, but it might be in a person. Right. So I was asking, I was when he said I was like, well, how do we get how do we get back to that? Hmm. How do we do that? Yeah, I mean, you know, um, like, like I always say, man, you know, money hasn't gone nowhere. You know, it's just circulating. Um, and a lot of times it's, you know, um, going away from the people who don't have financial literacy skills or money management skills. And um, I'm a firm believer in that, you know, if we were to build another Wall Street, the, the blueprint would be very simple, bro. Um, you know, let go of hating, let go of jealousy, but most importantly, collectively build together take the funds that you have and build things so for us you know what I'm saying like Corey was talking about if we was all to just you know fix up the hood and just started putting you know top of the notch um apartments out there that's a change right and just do one house at a time you don't buy the whole block 
you do one house at a time. And once you circulate that income, you're like, okay, now I'm gonna buy this next house. And you continue to do it that way. So, you know, um, of course, the more money you have, the more options you have, the less money you have, the less options you got. So um, I'm just a firm believer in, you know, Black Wall Street. I just believe it's a lot of consistency, relationships, and letting go of jealousy. Stop saying, you know, hey, if I connect with this person, they're gonna take business from me. In all actuality, business is flowing for all of us. And we're actually able to say, we own this. Because if Black Wall Street wasn't that deep, they would have never destroyed it. So the very fact that people came together collectively and had the same idea and just say, we're gonna create wealth for our generations to come. So they never have to go beg for another job, but they can come work for us. So um, I just, I'm just a firm believer, man, that you know the people who you associate yourself with will be a prophecy of who you'll become. Um, and that's just really one of the goals that we have to get to as, you know, um, African-Americans is just having that mindset, just like, you know, Kamatre speaks, Willie speaks, um, Shaquan speaks, like, I don't see it as competition. I see it as, yo, my boys eating, my boys eating, my boys eating, and none of us lack, but we all do the same thing. You see what I'm saying? Like, none of us lack, but we all do the same thing, which is pretty dope. So, you know, at the end of the day, it's just saying, you know, hey, Let's come together. Let's pull our resources together and let's build this. Because the true fact of the matter is if Facebook, if Instagram and all them shut down and they, they you know, because that's why Facebook can put you on Facebook punishment. <laughs> you say the wrong thing, they don't like it. You are on Facebook for a whole month <laughs> because it ain't your platform. So again, get to the point where you start saying to yourself, I own this. And if, the, if you don't see, if, be, instead of having all these other people create these apps, if you're a genius the way you are, especially in the black community, create the, create the app. Like I seen an app that they put out when Nick Cannon was talking to Waka Flocka about, um, uh, it was a B black, black loco, something like that. But it had lists all black businesses as a black owned app. So, you know, just little things like that can help us get to that next level. What's your thoughts, Floor General? I see you about to spit, bro. Um, I believe that we do have our black Wall Street right now. Um, I just believe that it's not going to look the way it did then. You know, back then it was a community of buildings. I believe we have Black Wall Street now, which is not, we don't have property to go with it. Um, you go to Willie Saunders' website. You go to William Wingfield's website. You go to Corey's website. You go to our website. You, you see the shirts. You see the content. You see what we're doing right here. There are a lot of black entrepreneurs who have stuff online. But the thing is, people rather go to Amazon, people rather go to um, eBay, they rather go to all of these different places instead of going to the black, um, going and circulating the black dollar because you don't look at them as a business, you look at them as a friend. You don't look at them as a business, you look at them as a, a person you connected with on social media. So Black Wall Street is out there. It's up to the consumer to start looking at us differently uh, just because we don't have a, uh, a building or a corporation. Um, you look at Steve Jobs, he started in the garage with one computer and just going around and just displaying it. This is way before he makes the, the Apple building. So we, we, we are, you know, Black Wall Street. We just don't have a building in the community yet. But we're building what we're doing in 2020 the way it's supposed to be done. So we, we are here. It's just up to the consumer to start looking at us in, in, that, in that way. Mm. I love that. And I, I want to go back to what you were saying, Will, about, too, about the apps and stuff. 
uh, there's not enough black people in computer science. Computer science are the ones that are responsible for building these apps and coding and all that stuff. They're actually right now, if you listen to this podcast, they're actually uh, on Corey trying to go in. See the face? That boy determined. Hey. To interact. You know what I'm saying? And so if we can do that, we can tap into a different market. We can control the internet in a sense because we've been making money from apps. We're making money from, um, you know, the tech world. And if you know right now, everything is tech. But enough of our people don't go into the tech world. We don't go into computer science. We don't go into learning how to code because it ain't cool enough. But that's where the money's at. You're talking about $250,000 to do this stuff. So they're looking for people, minorities, to get into that field to dominate. And they want us to do it because they know we're lacking right there. So that's what I'm talking about, being educated and investing in yourself. Mm. Doing the right things with your money. Mm. And, and, and Martre, you're right. We, we do have Black Wall Street. It doesn't look the same as it did before because times have changed. You know what I'm saying? And so we don't have to rebuild something that was already done. Um, it's already been here. Now that we stepped up and said, you know, we're going to own businesses. Mm. We're going to have speaking programs. We're going to have t-shirt companies. We're going to have publishing companies. We're going to show you how to write books. You know, that's another black form. That's another form of black Wall Street. And, you know, Willie talking about a system. What's the system? What's the system? Bro, let me tell you right now. If we had one, we are implement it and rebuild like that again. But I guarantee you, the systems that we had, they probably destroyed them. Probably destroyed those records. So we don't have anything to go off of. We don't have a blueprint, original blueprint, to rebuild that. That's why we got to do it the way Martre's saying we're doing it right now. And then if we document how we do it, like Coach Will always talked about, get them systems in place, then once we fall off, we can leave something behind and say, this is how you start a culture program. This is how you start a t-shirt business. This is how you write a book in two weeks. We leave those systems and, and e-books and stuff. There's the system that's created. Wow. Bro, right there. Like, that's huge. That, that, that's what it is. And I think that that's what we have to let people know right now. Because I think right here is where a lot of the listeners are going to be able to extract that. So, Corey, you touched on it, And I love how my trade, my trade painted that Picasso saying, Black Wall Street's still here but it just moved, you know, um, on the internet. You know what I'm saying? I love how you said, Corey, um, you know, we have, there's a bunch of different blueprints. It's not just one blueprint. So it's a blueprint. Like, so say for instance, in the Black Wall Street, if you want to become a doctor, there's a blueprint for that. That individual will teach you how to be a doctor. So likewise with, you know, um, Corey's certification program for speakers and stuff, he has that, that, that formula. If you want to be a certified speaker, this is the platform that you need to use. And this is how you do it now, because now you now, now we still have the black wall street, but it's just different revenues, right? You know what I'm saying? Different, different stores, but it's just moved online. So, yo, that is major. Same thing, you know, with like, uh, Shaquan, you know, Hey, if you want to learn how to do logo design, or you want to come over and get logos, come over here. You know what I'm saying? The Black Wall Street still exists, but it's just on the internet now. You know, we don't have to actually physically get there. You know what I'm saying? Just click up a button, which is even more better. You know what I'm saying? But here's the thing. This is how we dominate the space more is by saying things like, Corey got a certification program. Matre got a certification program. Willie got stuff in the works. I already know he do. <laughs> uh, Shaquan got stuff out here, right? But here's the thing. 
we can't say we support each other and then I know that I have a program and Corey has a program and I don't send nobody to Corey. You see what I'm saying? And that's where we get things mixed up. It shouldn't be like that. It should be, oh, you looking to be a speaker? Oh, bet. Corey take care of you. Yep. Yep. Well, he charged, well, he charged but I'm telling you, he, you're going to get good information. Same thing with my tray, right? If you need that, go to my tray. So everything is just about understanding that the, the, the blueprint is there, but it's based on what you want to do for your life. And here's the thing. That's what we call um, creating more leaders. Once you teach one, now they go teach other people how to do it. And that's the blueprint. Just continue to implement and do the, the blueprint. Yep. So that, I love it, man. And this, this, this right here is what people need to hear. This point of this podcast, because this is major. A lot of people, especially today, um, and, and my Trey, I want to ask you this question, bro. Um, what would you say to the individual right now that's listening, but their mindset is like, you know what? I've, I've, I've tried to invest in black businesses and I got jipped and I'm not really feeling it. What would you say to that individual that's, that's listening to this podcast and kind of like, I feel you guys, but I really don't trust those businesses no more because of what happened to me. I believe that a lot of people don't keep that same energy when it comes to everybody. So you've been to McDonald's before and they put onions on there when you told them no onions. You've been to Walmart before and something has expired and it's in the front instead of in the back. Um, you've been to these different places that that's not perfect. Let's just call it what it is. You've been to all these places not perfect, but when somebody is starting out is when they should be the, the least perfect. You you Walmart shouldn't be doing that because Walmart has been around for years and they know how to operate. But you have this new entrepreneur who's just learning and he's in his second year and he's made a mistake. And all of a sudden you said, I can't support you no more. I got to go back to Walmart who's been making mistakes for 40 and 50 years over somebody who's making mistakes on this on their second. Up. Um, I don't know if y'all watch the shy. Do y'all watch the shy? Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, the kid on there who who's been cooking, you know, trying to do it, do his thing. You know, he's making a lot of mistakes, but customers are still coming back. It's because he knows that he's growing. He knows that he still has to continue to get better. Other people know that he has to continue to get better. And I believe black people have to give black people more than one chance. You have to give them more than two chances. You have to give them more than three chances. They're going to make mistakes. They're doing this on their own. And a lot of black people are doing it without any type of guidance mm. because we're not taught this. So we're operating basically off of trial and error. And those are the people that you need to help. So if you're a person who's been jerked by a black business and you felt like, you know, their service wasn't good or their, their, um, their product wasn't good, then help them. Get, give them actual feedback. Say, hey, look, I support what you're doing. And the way to get, do this better is by doing this. Don't talk down on them because that's going to get them to quit. If we really want to support black businesses, then we have to understand who we're dealing with and give them the same energy that you give other people. Mm. Corey, what, what, yeah, I wanted Corey to jump in too. Um, I love that. I love that. And what I would say to those individuals is this. One, you got to change your mindset when you're dealing with black people because a lot of people go into business with black people with a negative mindset already, knowing that, oh, it's not going to work out. And I'm giving them one shot. As soon as they mess up, they prove my point wrong, and that's why I don't fool with them. 
That's the first thing. We got to change our thought processes when we come to deal with each other when it comes to business. Secondly, I will ask that person, how many times have you let yourself down? And do you still put trust in yourself to go forward and make progress and do what you say you're going to do? Because you let yourself down all the time, but yet you still go back to yourself. You go back to believing in yourself. You go back to putting your trust in yourself to get it right. And I think if we start looking at black businesses, like we look at ourselves and say, you know what? I didn't do everything right, but I'm going to give it another shot. I'm going I'm to I'm try this process again. I'm not going to kill myself because I messed up one time. Stop killing black businesses because they put onions on your hamburgers and they only been in business for two days. Mm. What the, you don't give us a chance to even earn your business because the one mistake we make, you castrate us. You talk bad about the business. You go make a Yelp review and say, don't go there because they made a minor mistake. How many times your mama made a mistake, but that was still your mama? How many times your daddy made a mistake that was still your daddy, right? It's like, come on, man. We, you, I ain't saying you got to shop here every time, but keep me within the network. Black people are, again, the biggest threat to black-owned businesses because our attitude about how we do business with black people is already negative. It's like, it's something that's painted in our mind. But you'll go do business with a white person. They mess up your order. But because they've been around a long time, um, you'll go back to them. But the reason they've been around for a long time is because people accepted their mistakes that they made, gave them feedback, and helped them get it correct. We'll just disappear and never provide feedback. I just ain't fooling with them no more. Mm. So until you change your mindset, and until you say, you know what, I've made plenty of mistakes in my life, how would I want people to treat me? How would I want people to deal with me? And be transparent if, you are, if you're a black business. If you're taking on a lot of customers, you know what I'm saying, because you need money and you, and you want business that bad, just say, look, I got a lot on my plate right now. I shouldn't have took this account. Let me pass you to somebody that I know can probably help you out. Instead of saying, I'm going to get to you, and then it's six months down the road, and you ain't never got to me. You know what I'm saying? So I think it's multiple components to it, but that's where I would start. Wow. Yeah, and I feel that because um, when I put my book out, you know, I sold it to one of my cousins who was excited to read it. And then when she, she hit me back and she was like, hey, page 23 is behind page 85. And I was like, dang, um, they must have messed that up when they did the printing. And I was like, you know, if you send me your money back, you know, I'll send you another book. And she was like, nah, fam, you good. She was like, that ain't nothing. I'll just go from page 23, go back, read it, and then go back to where I was. That ain't no problem. So she could have easily said, yo, you know, you should, you know, check your books before you send them out, all this other stuff. But she was like, nah, fam, I'm good. She's like, just make sure, you know, for further references for anybody else, just make sure you check it. So every book I go through now, page one through page 300, because I don't want to, you know, do that. But it was a lesson learned. I didn't know that they was going to, I didn't know that they could possibly mess it up. My first time writing a book. I didn't know to check the books, but uh, being, me being a first time author entrepreneur, it's a trial and error. So people have to understand that. Wow. And, and bro, man, like this, this is what people need to hear, man. And every point on here is just right on the target. And um, the birthday King said it, man, you know, um, it's, it's so key to be able to, you know, give people a shot, man. Like you can't just go on Yelp and be like, yo, you know, their food was trash. Like, you don't know what they're going through. You don't know what they're doing, right? But also understand, too, as a Black-owned business, 
black owned business still means good customer service point blank and period so my trade could have easily said what you mean at page 2383 what are you talking about and that's our problem we see correction as an enemy when correction is here to help us become more effective in what we do so i would say to the individual who's listening along with my squad i would say to y'all man um business is like relationships don't base don't ever base because somebody has messed up because when you went through a relationship and that thing happened to you right your mindset was like yo like i ain't never dating again i ain't never dating a woman again because of what one woman did if that was the case my trey wouldn't be married Corey wouldn't be married Shaquan would have been married, Willie or me, because we would have said, nope, I'm done with women. They do this, they do that. But that wasn't our perspective. Don't allow one relationship to affect many relationships that you have down the line. That's how Correct. business You can't allow uh, business mistake to affect many other business opportunities. Yeah, go ahead, Floor General. I was going to say facts. It was like two years ago, I was in the mall and this little young guy couldn't have been no older than 22. You know, he had his pants down, you know, he had jewelry on and smelled like weed. And he was like, yo, um, you want to pay $20 to, you know, get your pictures done. Like I take really good pictures. And he showed me his pictures. They were really good pictures, but the way he was out there, a lot of people wouldn't have trusted him to take their pictures because of the way he presented himself. So I went on to pay for the pictures. He set me up and then he called me like two days later. It was like, yo, you know your session today for the pictures. I was like, fam, I, I took pictures a month ago with my wife. I don't need pictures. I gave you the $20 so you can, so it can help your business. But I was like, word of advice, you want to be as appealing as possible. So you have to, even though this may be who you are and how you dress and how you talk, in order to get customers, you might have to have a different approach. And he's like, bro, nobody ever told me that. Thank you for the advice. And I was like, no problem. Good luck to your business. Now, I could have easily just said, yo, my man, I ain't getting no pictures done by you You walking and dressing like that. I think a lot of people just have to tell people the truth in order for them to understand and grow their business. That's, that's fire. Well, um, I appreciate y'all, man. I love each and every single one of y'all. Man, first of all, shout out to Jeanette with the testimony of her daughter. Um, you know, um, with the autism battle out here, killing the game now. Um, shout out to my boy Shaquan, finally launching the business business. Check my boy out on Instagram for logos and flyers. We out here. Shaquan, let him know where you at, bro. I just want, you know, better for you to say it to me. <laughs> <laughs> Collections by the period SB. Hey. Let's go. Say that one more time for the back row of the church. Come on. Collections by. Period. SB. Let's go. Let's work. Uh, my floor general, let them know where they can find your uh, podcast at. You can find a podcast on Spotify, um, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, YouTube, The Dope Show Podcast. Check it out. I promise you. You're going to laugh. You're going you're gonna to enjoy the conversation. And we appreciate all the people that, that support us. Let's go. Fire, 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 fire. All right. With that being said, uh, we see the the birthday king getting out the, the limousine with the with the dollar, with the dot, not even dollars, with the hundred dollar bills hanging from the chest. Hey, hey, birthday king.
take the take take the people out, bro. Leave them with that legacy king gem. Uh, this is what I'm gonna say, uh, legacy gem. Change your mentality when it comes to doing business with your own people, because again, we don't want to be the reason why we don't succeed. And you're only as good as your customer service. You know what I'm saying? If your customer service is trash. I don't care who you are. Don't expect nobody to support you. But y'all, we can and we will rebuild back Wall Street. We're doing it now. And make sure that you have systems in place so that you can pass down to your kids so we can always stay in the winning circle and never lose like this again. Come on. There it is. From the birthday king. Happy birthday, Corey. We love you, man. We're so proud of you, man, the work that you're doing for the community out there in Texas. And you're just a prime example of what it is to be a father, a husband, a minister. Bro, we appreciate you. Um, you already know what it is, bro. Appreciate you. You already know, bro. Um, so the minister, it's just the squad coming to let you know, don't live just to exist. Live to be remembered. Let's get it. We'll see y'all next week. Peace.